0: You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fair Game podcast. I'm your host, Robert Smith. Today's guests have the monumental task of navigating one of our nation's largest fairs through very tumultuous waters. Having been forced to cancel their 2020 event, like all of us, they were holding out hope for 2021. That was until early February when they had to make an announcement, which was the decision was canceling their 2021 show as well. They join us today from Los Angeles County Fair. This is interim CEO Walter Marquez and the farm manager out there at LA County, Don Delano. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. So... Walter, according to Carnival Warehouse, by attendance, y'all are the 16th largest fair in the country at approximately 1.1 million over the course of your run. That's pretty impressive. If you would, tell us a little more about the Los Angeles County Fair.
1: Sure, absolutely. So LA County Fair is located on the eastern edge of LA County in the city of Pomona. We are uh, roughly about 500 acres of land. And uh, along with that is uh, a farm, uh, which uh, Don is responsible for, which is uh, a little over five acres, uh, along uh, with what used to be, uh, we used to have uh, horse racing on on ground. So we are still considered a racing fair. We actually don't have it on grounds anymore, but uh, have partnered with Los Alamitos uh, Racetrack, and they actually host our racing days. Along with that, we're able to uh, provide with the various exhibit halls and the amount of space that we have provide what you do typically see at any fair uh, rides. uh, The fair food and and various sorts of animals and other types of offerings uh, in and around a museum uh, that we have an art museum. We have the National Hot Rod uh, Museum as well. And we are also the home for the National Hot Rod Association Winter Nationals. Uh, So there's a lot that goes on on our grounds. Uh, And then there's just other small little entities uh, that we have storage and other types of activities. Uh, We're also home to a Sheraton Hotel, which has uh, 240 rooms, as well as a conference center.
0: So You guys don't do anything small out there in L.A., do you? I mean, you guys are pretty big
1: this is LA, you know, we're able to spread out a bit more than uh, other places, perhaps uh, around the country, but uh, absolutely big is is what we like to do.
0: Now from reading headlines, I see some of the headlines indicate that you guys have canceled for 2021. Others I see say that you're downsizing and you're going to do some kind of a mini event. Can you clarify what's going on out at your fair for this fall?
1: Sure, absolutely. So We've what we have uh, stated is we're no longer we're not going to do a large scale fair and so being in LA county, one of the largest counties uh, in this in the state and perhaps even in the nation. uh, It's the county guidelines during this pandemic have have been um, restrictive uh, for good reason. Um, And so for that reason alone. Um, We believe uh, that there is going forward, we don't know what the guidelines are going to be in September when we typically have our fair. And so because of that, there's a risk associated with planning a large scale fair and not knowing whether or not you can actually execute on it. So we made the decision in conversation with our board and it was a difficult decision, We, we recognize that fairs are a home for memories. And various traditions as many fairs have been around for many many years that uh, it is kind of the traditional thing that families will do and many many marriage proposals and many relationships uh, first dates happen at fairs and so this decision that was made was not made lightly with that understanding and the impact that it has uh, not only to the region but to everyone and everyone in, in fair industries Uh, but what we're doing is looking to see uh, something much scaled down. We don't anticipate us having uh, the rides. Uh, We are uh, exploring the idea of some type of a fair food experience. Uh, There may be an animal experience. It's just all going to be predicated upon what are the guidelines at the point in time in the summer that we will be able to determine whether it's not uh, whether what's permissible or not in September.
0: Sure. Um, now, before we get much further into this, I understand you're the interim CEO and that just that was a fairly recent addition. Let's talk about that. Can you describe some of the challenges you're facing dealing with this pandemic as the interim CEO?
1: Well, I think the challenges, we, we are all dealing with the various challenges of the pandemic as a whole. Uh, our president uh, left, announced he was leaving, um, and so he left in January. So this is now what, about three months, two months in, uh, in an interim role. Uh, ultimately, really the challenge is the same. Whether you're an interim role or CEO, or president, and don't have the interim title, there is still an organization that can has to continue to operate, has to continue to operate efficiently, uh, as well as Uh, having the opportunity to keep the the team motivated and engaged and knowing that there is going to be a light beyond this pandemic right we're going to get past this pandemic and really the challenge for us at this point in time is making sure that we prepare ourselves, the grounds, the organization to receive um, the patrons as they come back, not only for fair, but all the other events post-pandemic.
0: makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, you guys have a terrific event out there. Don, you've been there um, a real long time. I want to get you in here to to share. (laughs) What are some of the positive changes you've seen at the Los Angeles County Fair during your time at the fair?
2: Um, It's changed a lot over the last 30 some years. And uh, what I really like is the way the fair has gotten involved with the communities around it and the public around it. And uh, kind of repaired some bridges that had been burned in the past uh, with our local communities, especially when we have events that impact our housing developments around us and stuff like that. We've mitigated a lot of those problems and actually included them in with us uh, some of the decision making and stuff and it's really gone a long way to giving us a nice shining example of what you can do for your surrounding communities sure it's been a big help
0: yeah yeah for sure you know i was out there several years ago i want to say i was performing with you guys doing my conjure fortune machine it was either 14 15 15 16 somewhere right in there and you guys if i recall you had just finished the second year i was there overhauling your entire farm area because it that's you guys have an enormous area quite frankly what could be the size of some fairgrounds that is just your farm area on on your grounds yeah. And at that point you guys had connected, uh, you know, they had us down in, in, the Esmeralda circus area, but you guys at that point had connected across the North end of the track, the horse track, your farm and the RCS midway. Um, I am curious how has the farm and the improvements over these last few years been received by
2: your guests? It's gone very well the first year you were there fifteen, sixteen. Okay. <laughs> I liked your performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Straightening of the road out and then actually making the road across brought back what we used to have at the fair back in the 70s, when you could make a complete circle around the fairgrounds. When they blocked it off, a lot of people didn't even know the farm existed sometimes, and they didn't know other parts existed because they'd go to one part of the grounds and not want to walk all well the other way and have to walk back. And then making that circuit back again uh, really brought a lot of people up to the different areas of the farm and uh, as we developed the program we opened in 14 we had only about 70 days to build the farm from groundbreaking to opening wow and that was get everything built and everything planted and it was a rush to do it and it was very well received but people would come up and go i didn't know you had a farm <laughs> <laughs> You've got a smaller one and stuff and and uh, they were confused and they would want to turn and go back the other way and so then as we developed over the next few years, we developed a volunteer program to expand our outreach into the year round programs of our of venues on the grounds with field trips and, and things like that. We've added a more animal component by request of the field trips uh, that were participating to make it more involved. And starting in 2016, we became the number one like thing on the grounds by all our surveys, and we've stayed at the top ever since. So it's That's gone over very well, both year round and at fair time.
0: I think that's fantastic, and and I remember the year um, – so with the first year I was out there, they had us down on that road down by the Hot Rod Museum that leads down towards the Sheraton Hotel. And yeah. then I remember Christy Angerley yeah. calling me and saying, hey, we're moving you guys out to the horse track, and I was just like, what? Why are you putting us on a horse track? And she explained it to me, and I got it right away because having been on that grounds – I mean, from the, from the depths of the parking lot to the middle of the grounds, it can take you 20, 25 minutes to walk. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, unless you've been, I don't think that most people understand the enormity of your grounds. It's a bit more, I, it's more like a theme park. It really is.
2: It's a long haul. Yeah.
0: It's a long haul to get in. And when you're trying to move people around a, a facility like yours, Anything that causes friction is going to be, you know, is not going to be good for the public. And they had friction to getting to the farm. Yeah. That pathway across that north end of the track that connected everything reduced so much of that friction because now it was real easy to just pop out of. Oh, here's Esmeralda Circus. Here's the, you know, the Fortune Machine, the High Wire Act, the Clydesdales, whatever you got out there. And now, boom, you're in the farm. You don't have to go do that enormous walk around. I think that was a fantastic idea. It was, yeah. it was when Christy was telling me I understood it, but I thought, I wonder if the public's going to get it. And man, they got it right away. They really did.
2: The first year they were kind of confused a little bit. We get people turning around, not realizing that continued all the way around the second year, everyone had it figured out.
0: Yep. And that's, that, that's typical. Uh, you know, when you make a, a move on a fairgrounds like that, it just takes a year or two for people to figure it out, but boy, did it make it easier. It made it a lot easier. Um, Walter the your fair does a lot more than just the fair itself um in your case um your year-round events facility can you give us an example of some of the other other events that y'all are hosting
1: absolutely yeah I mean it's it's example it's it is a year-round uh year-round space and so we host events reptile show uh We've actually just recently had a, a drive through experience with uh, Jurassic Quest. We had a, a Christmas Elf on the Shelf experience, another drive through experience. Kind of, we're starting to kind of see these here during the, the pandemic, but other types of events. We have our home show. Uh, we have an auto, auto swap meet that happens four times uh, a year, which is uh, well attended. The hot rods I mentioned with the National Hot Rod Association, they're here twice a year. Uh, there are many events that happen at our conference center, just the businesses and local communities utilizing that particular space. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the, just the various types of events. You know, One of the statements that we say often is we help host collectively about 500 events a year when you uh, add the conference center activities and everything that happens on grounds.
0: Well, and your grounds are just so exponentially large. I imagine you could have an RV show going on in one building. You can have a home show going on in another building and some kind of a conference going on somewhere else. It just seems never ending when it's with LA County.
1: Absolutely. And we've converted the infields and we've used them for soccer field events and other type of activity events, just large grass spaces. So yeah, there is, you could very easily have three or four different events going on all at once.
0: Yep. You know, I remember when we moved out there, the circus area moved out to that area. My only concern once I got out there was that's where you guys were having your grandstand shows. And how would the noise intrusion with, because we, I mean, obviously we, we're not using grandstand size sound systems when we're performing. And how would that work? And there were some moments that was, we had a struggle, but I got to tell you, of all the concerts you did that year, you know who was the loudest and it completely surprised me patty labelle i would have thought it would have been like one of the rock bands or a rapper or something patty labelle because when miss patty says turn it up you better do what miss patty says and she goes a heck of a show fantastic but i never would have thought that patty labelle would have been the loudest concert that was out there it was it was good times um You know, I get the feeling, you guys, from seeing fairs all across the country, most people who attend in our our fairs within our community, they see our fair, they see it as five or 10 days, or in your case, you know, weeks long, um, and then that's it, and I think many times they don't understand how important the role that our fairgrounds play in the community is. How is your facility, looking at COVID here for a minute, how has your facility been able to support your community during the pandemic?
1: We've, we've had to adjust like everyone else. And I think one of the things that we did is we were able to partner with our county offices uh, fairly quickly. Uh, we have turned over our uh, hotel, the Sheraton Hotel is being used as a medical uh, shelter. So it is being used for individuals that are have tested positive for COVID and need a place to quarantine because they don't, they either, they don't, have, they don't have it in their home where they can't separate from their family Uh, Initially, I believe was being also used for first responders who were getting, you know, kind of in the early part of of this um, pandemic. So uh, it's been being used and continues to be used in in that manner. We have uh, quickly became a a test site for COVID. We've been testing uh, quite often for very months, many months in partnership with the county. We kept our. We have a preschool on grounds, a child development center, and we kept that open. We uh, went through a fundraising effort. We were able to uh, generate funds to keep the preschool open for first responders, uh, first responders and those on the front lines, because our doctors and nurses were going to work and they needed a place for their kids as the schools were closed. And so we shifted even how we provided service uh, during our daycare. Uh, to uh, individuals that needed for it their, for their children. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of different uh, shifting of use of our grounds. Uh, we are one of the uh, five LA County vaccine sites. So we're actively engaged with that as well. Uh, vaccines are being, um, you know, being uh, put into arms here. Uh, we're a site that can accommodate 4,000 uh, vaccines a day. I don't know that the county has gotten up to that number at this particular point in time, but they're, they're utilizing about 30 acres of land uh, for that as well.
0: 4,000 day, I mean, that's a pretty good clip if you can get up there and do it. Um, because obviously you guys aren't the only site in LA County. I'm guessing there's probably several dozens areas across the county that's so um, large and with so many people. Um, let's take a look real quick. Last year, I'm curious from both of you, when Houston canceled, on march 11th of 2020 you know they're a show that is in the ball that you guys are kind of in the ballpark you know your your top 20 events you're both really big really long shows um from talking to folks it seemed like everybody in the industry kind of felt like at that point you know okay we're gonna lose march and april part of may but you know by mid-june early july we were going to be back at it i'm curious what you both are feeling last year as all these fairs started to fall down. Yeah, go ahead, Don.
2: Uh, well, it was, it was sad because we have lots of friends who work with circuits and we know them from year to year. And I didn't see it ending that quickly because uh, just from how the flu takes you and it gets worse and it has cycles, I thought this was gonna continue for a while. So mm. I really think our fair made the prop for decision to cancel when they did to conserve funds, but it was it was just a very sad event for the industry as a whole and for the public as a whole that this was disappearing for a while.
1: I would I would echo that sentiment a bit. And so you know, Don has been with the fair industry for for some time. This is I'm I'm a newbie uh, in that aspect of the fair industry, and having been a local kid and going to the L.A. County Fair. Um, You know, it's a different perspective when you're actually putting on the L.A. County Fair or or part of the team that actually does that. And so very quickly, I began to see the the impact, as you described, that fairs have within the community. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I, I began to hear the stories and see the stories of what do you mean you're not having a fair? That's where we had our first date. And now they're, you know. Forty years married, with kids and grandkids, and, and they've
0: never missed a fair.
1: And they've never missed a fair, and they come every year. And you know, there was a few times we had to work with our marketing team, and put fair packages together, to send out to individuals that uh, had never missed a fair, but they their kids wanted to create an experience for their mom and dad who've never missed a fair to have some type of a fair experience. So you hear these stories. And then it really began to hit me and it began to resonate it. It really had, there was a sense of loss and kind of a grief. If you've lost something of grand significance, that's what it felt like it, you know, it was seeing staff cry uh, when we had to inform staff that we were not going to have that particular fair. I, it really began to resonate with me what this meant, not only to Uh, L.A. County fair staff, but as also along with the stories of what we mean to the community this industry as a whole, and what it means to each of the communities of all the fairs located across this nation.
0: It's really tough. Um, I know there were a lot of people that were uh, that have been devastated by it, not only You know, on our side of the equation as the people who put on the fairs and the entertainers. but we've actually had a couple of guests um, that, that we've spoken with. One of the guests we spoke with was the ultimate fair fan from the Erie County Fair back in 2018. and one of these people that has every T-shirt and, and just is so loyal to our events. And uh, you know she's heartbroken. She was really heartbroken because that I think maybe even sometimes we underestimate just how big an impact we have on our communities and how much we mean to the people in our communities. In your case, um, out at the fair, that's a really large facility you've got out there. So I'm, I wanted to ask about your staff. A, a, a sprawling facility like yours takes a lot of folks to manage and maintain it. How many folks did you employ prior to COVID, and and how many are on staff now?
1: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we've we've COVID and the pandemic has impacted our our revenues as, as it has impacted everyone across the nation. Uh, we were, uh, pre-COVID, uh, just over 100 uh, employees. We're now down to approximately 30 employees. Wow. Um, and so when we talk about loss and grief, it's not just the fair itself, but it's also really kind of family members yeah. uh, here at, at Fairplex. And along with that, and it goes right right hand in hand, is just the years of institutional knowledge and care and passion uh, for these grounds, and what these grounds represent uh, to, to the community. So it's a combination of all that. And you know, we talk about loss, we also talk about loss, about what it means to the vendors, the commercial sales, right? I mean, it impacts entertainers, it impacts the, com- the vendors, uh, and everything that it takes to put a fair together and all the various components of it. Um, Everyone's dealing with a, a loss of some kind that we're having to react to.
0: Yeah, for sure. And speaking of those losses, so many businesses out in California have just seen, some of them are gone, like they're going to be gone for good um, due to the lockdown orders out there. This has to be taking a very heavy financial toll on your organization. Do you have an idea of how long... The LA County Fair can hang on without having full events and being fully open.
1: Well, you know, thankfully, we continue to partner with the county. The county continues to be a good partner with us. Uh, we're still having um, we're still having events. I mean, there's still some elements of revenue that is coming in. We did make a business shift uh, very quickly in in March of of 2020 to look for other streams, what we call kind of passive revenue. Uh, When you have 500 acres, there's a lot of asphalt and parking that we were able to uh, utilize to bring in trailers to just park. Uh, We worked with rental companies because cars weren't being rented and they needed a space to park their cars. So there is activity going on um, to generate revenue for us.
0: So it's not, I mean, I we read some articles and I know we've been reading articles all across the country about Del Mar and what's going on down in San Diego and the kind of trouble they're in. I always wonder though, how much of that is, you know, even in in print is a little on the sensationalized side because, you know, we look at LA, oh, LA County's not having an affair. That's two years in a row. They're in deep trouble. But if you're generating rental revenue, because like you said, rental car companies, people aren't traveling with them and they can't stash them out at, at the airport or they can't they need someplace to store them you're generating revenue so you do have a, a fair amount of revenue coming in to your facility and, and you're able to maintain and at least make sure the bills are getting paid until you guys can reopen completely is that correct
1: that's correct we that's looking for just continuing to look for various types of revenues we had just recently the jurassic quest drive-through experience the off of the drive-through experience so we're working close with our county to see exactly what events we can't have what we can't do in in generating what we call you know that passive revenue of, of being able just to rent space yeah you know
0: despite all of these challenges there's got to be some positives that have come from this pandemic what for each of you are some of these uh positives you know going from 2020 and now moving into 2021 don
2: Well, uh, our farm survives on a a large part by volunteers, and we've had no volunteers on the grounds, but we've kept them involved. Uh, We Zoom twice a week. Uh, They've become like a family. There's 25 roughly that get together every every two days or every three days on Zoom, talk about what's going on. They help each other out. If someone's got a problem, they figure out how to help each other out that way and we've been uh, helping in the community from the farm. We've been donating to a lot of the smaller food banks that need fresh vegetables on a weekly basis that they can't get from sources, and for us, I- I'm always busy. I-, I speak a lot, both for the fair and for civic groups, on other-, other topics of horticulture and botany and science, and I do a lot of Zoom. I edit journals and magazines, and I also re grants for funding from the federal and state governments. And so I keep really busy. Uh, and this has kind of been kind of a little relaxing a little bit in some parts. <laughs> right.
0: Maybe yeah. slowed maybe slowed the, maybe slowed the pace down for is, you a little bit. Not
2: with your family and stuff a lot. It is, that becomes very hard. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Walter?
1: You know, for 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 me specifically and in tied into Fairplex, we've had the opportunity to engage with our community a whole lot more. And this is is really Uh, kind of been able to establish and working closely with our city and the community groups within our city to uh, seek various funding opportunities, various grants and other opportunities that exist. So it it really has afforded us the opportunity to strengthen our bond with the city, uh, specifically the city of Pomona that we're primarily in, um, in, and be a place to assist uh, be a place to uh, have resources together. Where we can all come together um, via Zoom and uh, figure out ways to uh, benefit the city, benefit the region collectively.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to when we all get to come together at fairs again and, and do what we do. I know we've got some fairs that are open in Florida. Um, others are kind of looking to open a reduced capacity. California is still fairly well locked down, but I got to imagine somewhere in the summer that's got to start loosening up. Uh, But I'm curious, Don, when it comes to the fair, you know that fairgrounds like the back of your hand. If a new family rolled up to you and said, hey, you know, this is our first time out at the fair. What do you think we should do? What would you recommend a day at the LA County Fair looks like?
2: Well, I'd be partial and say start at the park, but- Of course. In likelihood, I would say, you check out our online media to really figure out what you want to do. And it kind of involves the age bracket. If you've got young kids, there's a lot of stuff we have to do around involving the young kids during the day. And if you did want to take in the rides, take them in earlier than later, because the lines are a lot shorter, it's easier to get on. But there's all this stuff to do. And then as they're stabilized now and they're happy and stuff then you start hitting the food venues and the buildings and they won't complain as much when you do it but uh, you know between our flower shows and uh, the different events that we have going on and that we partner with there's so many different things to do here that you usually can't find in one spot and that's kind of the intriguing thing but just wear really comfortable shoes (laughs) and plan on spending the entire day the earlier you get here the more fun you're going to have because the closer you can park (laughs)
0: that's true and that also means that after a long day walking around that fairgrounds the closer your car is when you leave
2: (laughs) and also remember where your car is parked and maybe put something on the antenna or something so you know it i can't tell how many times i've helped people in the parking lot late at night trying to find their cars only to find out one couple came on the train (laughs) they forgot they didn't drive
0: that you know that just reminds me when i i remember the first year i was out there and we were out i think it's in blue lot is is what it was back then and yeah. Man, I could not, because re- it was dark when I came out and I'm like, I know I'm in the vicinity of my car. So I started holding up my phone. and I was probably, you know, 150 feet from it. But I'm like, I'm in the area, yeah. but it is so big and so sprawling out there. Uh, you know, Walter, you kind of had a, a little baptism by fire here coming in as interim CEO. Um, what's something you know about fare management that would have been helpful to know when,
1: when you originally got involved with fares? So I got involved with fairs uh, about three years ago uh, is when I actually came to Fairplex. So I came to Fairplex as the CFO and was in that role and then just most recently here with the uh, interim title. So um, I think the, the thing that I would have appreciated knowing in advance, right, and kind of this baptism by fire aspect of, is just how much, and I, I just didn't realize this, uh, but I realized it quickly, how much, there is an impact to community, how much everyone cares about the fairgrounds, how much everyone cares about Fairplex. Um, it, it's almost as if it's a, uh, 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 they have an ownership to the grounds uh, that they care so much. Uh, and, and I didn't appreciate that when I first got, I says, oh, okay, yeah, because I remember coming as a kid, going to the fair, and you know let's go look at the animals, and I was more interested in getting on rides than anything else. Uh, but the the amount of the amount of care and passion that everyone has uh, not only staff, patrons, vendors, uh, folks that, that run the food, folks that run the rides, everyone wants a successful fair. Everyone wants a successful Fairplex. That it is it, it just kind of mind boggling to me when I when I actually begin to realize that.
0: Well, I'm good. That's excellent here. I would agree with that. Um, You know, our fairgrounds all across this country, whether they're the size of Pomona or, you know, they're the little, uh, you know, tiny county fair that's sitting on 30 acres or 25 acres. They all provide such a valuable resource to the communities that they're in. the health um, of these facilities really matters for us as in our communities. And I really hope California starts to, open up. I think the more vaccines we get distributed the, and the closer we get to, I guess, herd immunity is what they're calling it, the sooner all of you can get open. I know I'm scheduled to be at OC this year, so I'm really, <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers because I'd really like to be able to work this summer. Um, but let's think about once the pandemic pandemic's over and, and we're all back in business and rocking and rolling, what's something each of you would like to see improve at the fair? Hmm. Just a question.
2: Like, I would like to see well, I like to see watching people enjoy themselves and just the sheer amazement that people get from looking at things. And I might think I'd like to see a little bit more hands on stuff for people to do because the more they get involved, the more they become take ownership and become part of what's going on. Not just to look at things, but to actually do things and actually get physically involved with it. I think that's a big part of what our fair is. Walter?
1: Yeah, you know the the change first change that came to my mind is something I don't have any control over, and if you do, I'd appreciate if you could. And it's the weather. Uh, so. <laughs> the weather, <laughs> um, and
0: that doesn't it, always uh, mean no rain out there in Pomona. I am I know exactly how hot it was in that fortune box uh, the year we moved out to that track. We put a thermometer in it, and it quit counting at about one hundred and fifteen degrees.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, so that that is is the one thing uh, you know quickly that kind of just jumped to, to my mind. But I think the Don, Don's right. You know, the more hands on, you know, the the joy of seeing uh, a kid take their mom and dad and saying, "Look, I entered this or I did this at school," and actually see their work displayed is, is kind of the the fun and where you get to see the excitement, where uh, individuals get to bring. Uh, high school bands get to bring out and perform in front of their friends and family. I mean, it's, it's that type of a connection. It's not so much of you have the right vendors. Do you have the right people in concert? That's, those are all important things in, in, in delivering a great fair. You know, do you have the right rides? Uh, it really is that connection, that individual connection to family and friends and all being able to share a, a similar experience at a point in time.
0: Yep, and you guys have a real magical fair out there. It's, it really is one of the few fairs that I've been able to work out that I don't describe it as a county fair. I describe it much more, more as a theme park. You guys do a terrific job. Um, I, I really wish you all the best in the future. We're about out of time on the show today. Before we go, everyone who comes on the show goes through a little speed round of questions. So I'm gonna ask each of you uh, a handful of questions here. Give me your best answer for each. Are you both ready? Yeah. Y- yes. Question one, funnel cake or fried Oreos? Funnel cake. Funnel cake. Favorite thing about the fair? People. People's smiles. Yeah, you guys, I'm telling you what, like this is, in this industry, we all have very, we're all (laughs) queued in in the same lane here. Uh, Next question, if money was no issue, what's the first place each of you would travel when this pandemic ends? Hawaii. Europe. You can have a guest role on any television show, past or present. What show would you want to have a guest role on? Top. The Office. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The Office. I dig it. Uh, next question. On an airplane, window seat or aisle seat?
2: Aisle.
1: Aisle seat. I need leg space.
0: Yeah, yeah me too. I, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, I got to stretch a little
0: bit. You can have a conversation with one historical figure. Who is it? Mark Twain martin luther king i dig both of those answers excellent answers uh walter listen if folks want to reach out and get in touch with you about all things fair where can they learn more about the la county fair
1: fairplex.com that's where we go that's where you can contact us reach out to us you can sign up for our newsletter we send out newsletters periodically as well Uh, you can keep informed with what's going on on grounds and our activities
0: awesome donna folks want to get in touch with you about your farm and what you're doing there in la how can they reach you
2: you could go through the website also and then do backslash farm or they can also email get emails from all over the world It's my last name delano at fairplex.com
0: awesome delano at fairplex.com gentlemen really enjoyed having you on today i wish you all the best i hope to see your fair completely full and lit up again in 2022 thank you both for being on the show today appreciate it thank nice you pleasure.
2: You've been listening to the Fair Game Podcast. Fair Game is a production of Robert Smith Presents. For more information, please visit robertsmithpresents.com.